So, okay, I got my anchor going. It's 8 o'clock. Whether you can join in now or not, I have to get this rolling. So, my topic today is for people with children, single mothers, single fathers. It's more so single moms. I know so many who have lost their loved ones or there's just their children's father due to gun violence. And I wanted to talk on that because, like I said, I know... Not only just my nephews, nieces, friends, kids, it, it don't even matter, cousins. I know so many children who know their father is murdered or um, just everything that's going on. And I really wanted to get some of the moms on here who are raising the children as single mothers, whether they were going before the murder or after the murder. I just wanted to get them on here to talk about how are they doing Um I really just want to get an input on how do you, how, how is things like mentally? How are your children? How are you? How are you doing? It's it's not easy to be raising a child as it is. And then to have to answer those questions like, well, what did my dad do? You know, those kind of questions like that. Children ask. I've seen the children ask them questions. It's, and they'll, they'll even ask me stuff like, well, why would they do that to my dad? And I'm just like, baby, I don't have the answer to that. You know, we live in a crazy world. We kind of at the end of times right now. And it's like, you have to live life preciously. You have to, I mean, seriously. It's just mentally, that's just a lot. And then you have these children who have to grow up, raised like this. And then the first thing, of course, staff want to do, oh, these kids is wild. They out of control. Uh, a lot of the staff, they don't understand because they don't come from the background that, um, that us and our children are raised in. They don't come in that background where... You know, gunshots is a norm. You hear it, you like, oh, okay. You just know not to get up or something. Or you just, no, nah, honestly, you just ignoring it. And nowadays, to the point where you never know where a straight bullet going to hit, it's like the first thing you want to do is get down. Or you mind to get busy and it just hits you. It's just like, but for those who have lost a parent, it's, it's so hard because I see, like, my nephew, I see my nieces, I see my little cousins and stuff like that's raised with a father who was murdered. And you can instantly see, like a change in their eyes, a change in their behavior. You see a lot of stuff and you don't really think that um, it affects. Some people know it affects the children, but they are already going through so much. They don't understand themselves how to even really like cope with it, how to really, how to get them to to get to the point where you are, where it's like you, you in your head, you like, it's okay. Whether you have your moments where you break down, you have your moments where you're like, all right. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. I wish their dad was here to help me figure this out, so on and so forth. But it's it's really hard. And all around, people have to understand, PTSD can literally come at an early age. When you're a child and you know your parent was was murdered, you got to just understand the word alone. They Oh, baby, your dad was killed. You have to talk to your child about this. Some kids are so young, they still don't understand. So when they try to figure out, well, where is my dad at? Where is my dad at? You have to still explain these things to them. And it's just like... That was why I had wanted to get some of my relatives, my friends, my family and friends on here just to talk about how they're dealing with it. Because not only are you having to raise a child as a single parent, you have to constantly keep trying to adjust, correct with them. Because every day, especially with your child being so young, their emotions are so unstable. Every day you have to try to figure out, okay, well, I wonder what they're thinking now. I wonder, you know, those kind of things come about. And it's just like, like I said, I see it. And it's just trauma because I'm like, damn. What do you say to a kid? What an adult you can say is going to get better. 
Y'all can talk about things. You can get them, you know, talk about the good times. But I mean, like, dang, well, we cannot really talk to this kid about will they talk to me? Will they talk to their mom? Will they, will they lash out? They go to school. Court staff don't want to do it. Bad kids. And I had to make sure I put that in air quotes. Bad kids. Because, again, a lot of the teachers do not come from the environments that we're raising our children in. They're not used to, like I said, gunshots. That's, that's something that, sadly, we are used to hearing. And, like I said, a lot of, they don't want to, especially with the black community, they don't want to acknowledge PTSD. It goes undiagnosed and misdiagnosed all the time. Everything's automatically ADHD, bipolar disorder, multiple multiple personalities. It's, it's a, everything that can medicate you for. They can medicate you for PTSD, but you don't even really you need you need it to help you function, but you don't. You need someone from your background. You need someone who understands, someone that can talk to you. You need someone. And I'm going to just be very honest. I say this even when before I had kids, I always call them the textbook social workers, textbook psychologists. You know, no kids, not from the same background as you, don't understand what the fuck is like to hear gunshots in the middle of the night and you just know not to move because you don't want nothing to go through your windows and shit like that. They don't understand that shit. They're textbook therapists and textbook social workers. Let's make that very fucking clear. They don't know shit. They don't know shit. They know what the fuck was written in these books and told them how to go by the guideline. That's why they'll try to tell you, oh, you're raising your, your child wrong. You can't raise my this. Bitch, you got kids? Oh, you don't have kids. Okay. Hit me up when you got kids and they're six years old. Their parent was murdered and you tell me how the fuck you dealt with that. Okay? That, that's just how we going to do it. You tell me how the fuck you dealt with your child who is six years old, who you had to tell that their parent that their parent was murdered, and how they cope with that. Let let's make it make sense. Um, cut the bullshit. We have to cut the bullshit. We do need a lot of us, us black folk in the medical field all around, from doctors to psychologists to everything. I, I'm always keep my medical license because I'm always go back will go back into the field whenever the fuck I feel like it, and I'm always make sure I'm being very honest with you. Child, they get paid to shut you the fuck up, put your medicine, go on the door. Mm-mm-mm. It's just, it's just crazy. And the first thing you want to do is they want to start a record on your child starting in school on their behaviors because they don't understand. Did you try to understand? I'm sorry, your little suburban community and the school that you went to to further your education didn't get you to understand what it's like to live in the real world, in the society, outside of your gated communities, outside of your suburban communities. Sorry about that. Even where I live at, it's considered a suburban community. You think my kids know that? Fuck no. I keep it very honest with them. My kids need to know, this can happen to you. This can happen to me. This can happen to your dad. This can happen. When we go back to Philadelphia, this can happen. My kids are there now, and trust me, traumatizes the fucking life out of me, but my kids are there with my family, and trust me, I don't even want my family there, but shit happens everywhere. In our own communities, we have to worry about each other killing each other, cops killing us, that white supremacist who just want to feel like his Caucasian-looking ass with the nappy, dirty, wet dog-smelling hair is better than somebody. It's just a lot of bullshit. People have to... People are getting on my nerves with everything that's going on. And the only people 
that have no voice and people don't want them to have a voice are black children who have to deal with their father being murdered. They want them to, oh, you, you got the relatives and stuff who be like, oh, oh, if you hear from me, I need you. You want to hear from me one day I was alive. Well, why? Make, make it make sense. But, it, I mean, it's appreciated. Thank you. And then you don't hear from them until something else happened. Then they making posts and shit like that. Like, no. You don't know what the fuck I'm going through as a child. Don't think because I'm a child. And I always say this. People, children are conditioned. Because when you start them off young, shutting them up. And then you wonder where the lack of emotion and things come from. Because you didn't let them get it out. You have to let them get it out. Stop letting your children talk to people who don't know what the fuck they're going through. Who hasn't been through that background. All they're going to try to do is talk them into medication, talk them down, things of that nature. So I'm going to go ahead and see if anyone joined on. Oh, Janae's in here. Oh, I didn't even know I had to thing on. Admit people. That's the dumbest shit. I say auto-join. <laughs> Can you hear me? I'm trying to see if I can get her to, uh, get her to come on here. They can come right on in. Jade, can you hear me? Unmute your phone, girl. <laughs> girl, I thought it had accepted you the whole time, and I'm so irked it didn't accept you. I thought I had it set for automatically join once y'all put the password in. But I would. Did you hear what I'm saying? Oh my god. Oh, that's cute in the back of you. Oh, girl. I gotta crump it. <laughs> no, but I was talking, I was just saying I hate the, you know, textbook therapists and psychologists and everybody who just instead of letting the child express what they're feeling, they wanna shut them up, you know, feel like they're bad seeds or anything. I gotta make sure I keep putting air quotes on it because that's just how people look at especially children who are going through these things and they just don't know how to deal with it or who to talk to because it's just it's just the world we live in especially like I said when you coming from the environment where gunshots is the norm all day long all fucking day long it shouldn't be a norm um it shouldn't be a norm for children to have to grow up at an early age and I just think of all the events that kids even though a lot of events like father daughter dances or father son events and all that weren't always available in our communities if you notice now it's starting to be a lot more of father participation or even a community father participation and it's just like you know it still can trigger the kid like i said ptsd goes unnoticed so badly in the black community it goes unnoticed and go undiagnosed because the first thing i want to say is adhd bipolar disorder and, and multiple um, personality disorder. They, those are the main ones they want to say instead of just realizing, no, our, our environment causes a lot of the stuff we go through. It, yeah, it's crazy because, like, um, these, these guys out here, like, these, these wannabe uh, street guys, mm-hmm. like, y'all, y'all killing innocent children. Like, they're supposed yep. to be the future and y'all yep. are killing them off. Like, trying to just get to your target and half of them don't even know how to shoot. Girl. Girl. But, you know, also bullets don't have a name. So, right now, boom, just an innocent child. They don't. Struck. struck because you ain't know how to shoot for one. You grabbed a gun. You thought she was thugged out. You started holding that shit to the side or however the fuck you held it. And you don't even know it had a kickback. You just get dumb ass and started shooting just trying to feel like you was a bull. And they don't look at you. Right. 
I just see. Thank you for having me on this podcast. I feel so special. Thank you, Pumpkin. <laughs> because I'm like, I just, I'm like, I definitely want people. Because I, like I said, I see it with my nephews, with your, with your son. I see it with nieces, nephews. I just see it with so many kids that I know personally who have a murdered father. It's different between saying, "Oh, my dad in jail," or "My dad just not around." To know that the child has to keep knowing, my father was murdered. It's already unanswered questions for you and the family. And those are just questions that the kid can't ask nobody because people are dancing around. You know, I hate those relatives. They add their little fucking two cents and they always add that that smart remark. And you like, bro, my kid didn't need that. My kid did not need that. If you was going to talk your shit, bitch, talk your shit. But not around my child. I don't do it. Don't do it to mine. Been there, done that. Mm-hmm. Been there, done that. <laughs> I feel like if I bring it back up, I said, now, 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 today, how angry I am. <laughs> <laughs> shit like that might get you punched or like <laughs> that might get you yeah that might get you to get, mm, right yeah like and that's what drives me up the wall the moves i'm trying to change i change it's easy to say that and then you just got that one person you just be like i know i feel like um <laughs> i feel like this is a um this is a um a, a good a good topic to like yeah. talk about because I mean I've talked about it until I was blue in the face and you know it's crazy because um um I was talking to one of my girlfriends earlier mm-hmm. and you know one of the guys running you know got killed yesterday and you know he has two children and I'm like damn so she was asking me she was like how are you just yeah she was like how are you how are you okay like how are you able to and that's what I want to know how are and, you okay and, and I, I Honestly, like, I really, I don't know. I mm-hmm. wish I could explain it to y'all in a way that y'all can understand, but I really honestly don't know how. I guess, I mean, of course, like, your children, Samir. Yep. He was my motivation. Like, I had to be strong for him because it's like, he was four. Right. At the time. So, I'm like, I have to, like, push through. Like, I can't be... Just like I, I wanna, I wanna just lay up under the blanket and just die. Like I, right. I want to, like, but I can't. Like nobody's gonna take care of me the way I take care of them. Yep. So, like, I gotta get up. I gotta. And this go. is what I'm like, saying. Like, and this is exactly go. what I'm saying. Like, and then at the same time, but at the same time, it wasn't allowing me time to grieve. Right. Was, and that's why I'm trying to get under. Like, how are the kids handling things? Do they talk about it? But then. You don't have nobody to really talk to about it. It's like, do the mom ever have to? Because we gotta, especially as black women, we have to constantly just when we when we grieving somebody, we gotta get over within twelve hours compared to somebody allowed to grieve for fucking years. We have to, we have to do this because you know what we gotta do. We gotta get back to work. We gotta get back to raising our kids. We gotta get back to doing. We don't have a grieving process time, and no one allows it. No one allows us to actually just go. Which is so unfair. Mm-hmm. Which is so unfair, especially yep. when you're like the breadwinner, like us women nowadays. Us and then our trouble is women. we don't want to agree in front of our kids. Bread, we are the breadwinners. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are some men that are still breadwinners, but yep. right now it's a But the most part, it's women. Like we're killing it. Yeah. So we're like the breadwinners. So it's like you know we have like we have children like are these these innocent faces that they have to be here. Yeah. We have to get up and go out and you know make sure they're taken care of mentally physically emotionally so at that time i was just like i it, it was a lot going on 
it was yeah a lot going on it was that that year was so horrible but the good thing about that year was i started school back right and, uh, and it just kept your mind back. kept your mind clear a little bit it kept my mind yeah it kept my mind mm-hmm. off of things but i was i was right I was, I was depressed whatever like, i i went at the time like i was contemplating suicide I never said that to anybody. Right. So now you know I didn't even tell it. I I contemplated it. I just wanted right. to take sleeping pills and just like because I, I couldn't believe it. Like regardless of what me and Kenny went through, like right. that was the love of my life. Right. I was really mad. Five years. I can't get that time back. I keep telling people that so, when you know, invest your time so with someone, know, no matter how much y'all separate, that was still time invested. That's still feelings, emotions, yeah, everything tied yeah. up in one didn't get any closure because i told you we argued for like two days straight mm-hmm. about my work schedule about like trying to get this co-parent thing. yeah like, we argued for two days straight just for me to wake up on the last day just to say that he's no longer here and i'm like yeah. we didn't i didn't get any type of closure we didn't get a chance to make up like how we always do right it was just it was just having a break in the night and i was like damn like how do i the first thing i thought about was like how the fuck am i going to tell samir right and that's what I want to talk on also. How do you go about telling your child and what was his reaction? <laughs> oh, man. What works? See, I'm glad I ain't got video. <laughs> you about to make me cry these damn lashes off. But it's, you know what? You don't you don't even know who's going through this or who has been through this and they're feeling the same stuff you're feeling. Uh, I, no, I just, um, so, you know, that day, that same week, you know, I got fired from one job, so I had to deal with that. Yeah. And I got hired at ShopRite. Right. So, um, that Wednesday, I was like, you know, explaining to Kenny, like, you know, this is, I got hired, but I was in the third, like, I need to watch the mirror. They were working night shift, you know. Right. Oh, no. You know, it was excuse after excuse. Mm-hmm. After excuse. And we argued about that shit for two days straight. Come Friday... Thursday night into Friday morning. Right. Because it's happened overnight. Like that like late overnight. night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Friday morning. I had orientation in that, that morning. Um, and my sister was babysitting Samir for me because, you know, all the daycare was closed. I think it was a holiday. Right. So daycare was closed. So, but I still had orientation. And um, I had like seven missed calls from mm. Aisha, which is one of Kenny Cousins. I okay. had seven missed calls. Like, and my job I'm sick. Like, I had, like, a like a little, like, seasonal cold. Right. But I was sick. Like, I was just, like, I'm sick. So when she called me back, I was like, hey, what's going on? She called me, like, oh, Kenny got shot. Like, she's screaming mm-hmm. in the phone. Screaming, like, Kenny got shot, Kenny got shot. So I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I was like, oh, I'm not going to panic. I said, because he got shot before and he survived. Right. I was like, okay. So, you know, I was just like, I can't believe this. Like, this is crazy, crazy. My heart racing when I was in third and mm-hmm. they're it just sometimes like I don't know what it's like to feel that pain but I had my brother murdered and I remember being I was literally 38 weeks pregnant with Morgan 
and I was at the mall picking her jewelry up, and I got a phone call from his phone. I'm like, what you want, Kenny? And the girl, my kid, answered it. She's like, Chrissy is my kid. I'm like, okay. She was like, Kenny was just shot. I'm like, what? Mind you, we all in King of Prussia Mall now. He had Temple Hospital. Now, you know damn well, it's 5 o'clock in the evening. It's like an hour, two, three hour wait to get from King of Prussia to North Philly. Girl, we got me, my mom, and Morgan. Me, my mom, like I said, I was pregnant with Morgan. We got down to North Philly in 20 minutes. I still to this day yeah. don't remember how I got there that fast. I never in my life got anywhere that fast before. I just, in my head, I, I, as far as I remember, I was doing the speed limit. I just remember driving with a blank mind because we argued two days before that because Morgan dad and him was always beefing. And he was like, one day, and at the time I didn't like his girlfriend. And he was like, one day I'm going to be in the hospital bed. You're going to be on one side. She went on the other side. And this was literally the day before he was shot. He said, what you going to do then? I, I was like, I'm going to always be by your side. Wow. You're my brother. And the very fucking next day when we get up there. Yeah. Yeah. And the very fucking next day we get up there and she literally was on one side of the bed. I was on the other side. And the whole time I was having contractions. But when I say I don't remember anything, like my, I just remember my mind being so blank and just seeing him in his bed. And I just remember talking to him. And him like, he was like, oh my God, his eyes is moving. He wasn't doing none of this. And I'm just like, child, he do not make it. I don't even know what I'm going to do. Like, to this, that's how me and Vista even got together because of him. You know, they've been best friends since forever. And. Mm-hmm. Nah, I didn't know that. Mm hmm. Child. We would just talk about him the other day. It was just like, I was like, damn, yo. And sometimes so, just our, our, our lifestyles, we just wish. That we had another opportunity with with our relatives, with our with our loved ones, and like I said, just I know that her just with having that as a brother, and then I'm just like, damn, I don't know what I would do if that was my kids and they were dead, and then I'm like, damn, I had yeah, like, nephews. It, it hurt me, like I right. Had, so like that that day, that morning, I had to um, go to orientation or whatever, and I was you know talking to one of the managers. She was like, are you okay? She was like, mm-hmm. you don't have to be here. She was like, I. She was like, you. She was like, for this, she was like, I'll. I will excuse you, and I was like, no, I was like, I don't want to miss anything. Right. And she was like, okay, but she was like, um, you know, just take your time. She was like, you need to step out. Don't worry about it or whatever. So, but when I had ended up getting to my sister's house, like, I just broke down because, like, her mom, like, she would make me, like, she seen the look on my face. Right. She seen the look on my face, like, my eyes were, like, swollen, puffy, like, I could barely see. Right. Um. Like and she when she went to go hug me and she started praying for I just started breaking down mm-hmm. even more. So I was just like the whole time going up the steps like Right. How do I tell like still, how do I tell yep. my child this? That's and that's what that's what I'm saying and is like how once, do you tell the kids? Once I sat down, once I sat down, because Mary was upstairs playing with um, you know, my nephews or whatever, once I uh my she came downstairs, she like hey, mom, and then once I seen his face, girl just tears <laughs> and mm-hmm. he was like uh and you know he just like, spit an image of his dad girl <laughs> right <laughs> he was like what's wrong and i was like oh my god girl yeah i remember trina called me my mom and this is just crazy because right before my mom got sick how she is trina called me about like 12 30 at night and i literally just got in the bed to go lay down because i'm like i'm tired i'm tired like, i just was so tired because i was Running around this house, cleaning up all day behind these crazy kids' mind. And Trina just called me. First of all, Trina don't cry. And I don't want to tell her story because I, I you know, permission-wise, I'd rather her speak on this. 
I'm just going to speak on what I seen myself. And she called me. She just was like screaming. My mom was like, my mom was like, oh my God, is that Trina crying? My mom never heard Trina cry. And that's our mom. She's never heard Trina cry. Ever. She said, even as a baby, Trina rarely ever cried. So I just got to her house. She's like, oh my God, Tyrone was dead. I'm like, what? I'm driving to her house. I didn't even get back home until like 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock that morning. And we got over there. And I just remember my nephew waking up. Because first off, he's a hard sleeper. And he was like, Mom, what's, what's wrong? And she was breaking down like Trinity. I tell him. And she told him. And he just was like, he just went blank. Oh, so then he went to his room. And he just started praying like loud. He was like, Mom, it's going to be okay. Just pray with me. And I'm like... Well, I was just surprised to see him stronger than her. It was so it was just like, wow. You know what? Kids are really a blessing because it's mm-hmm. like, how are you? I'm the adult. <laughs> I'm the parent. Right? <laughs> how is you, this, what, six, seven year old? Like, how? <laughs> how are you strong? I'm sitting up here pouring it. But you know what it is. Listen, if that's not an angel, I don't know. And I was just about to say that kids, especially when it comes to their mothers, (laughs) kids are our strength. And I, I don't understand. I don't know how to take people sometimes when they don't, they don't have that bond with their kids. Like, as a mom, we automatically get that mom instinct, and our mood is always just going to protection mood, and we would be surprised because our kids want to protect us, and it's like. Right, right. Well, I'm, that's my job, right. baby. You, you supposed to be crying. I'm supposed to be comforting you and stuff. And right. it's just like, I'm telling you, I never in my life would have thought I would have seen. And my nephew was like, come on, mom, just pray with me. And he just prayed for like 15, 20 minutes. And I was just like, wow. I don't even know what to say. I, I just, I was just so baffled and so surprised by that. Oh, Andrea's on here. Oh, so... When we were maybe in like ninth grade, Andrea went through something really traumatic with her sister. And if she's willing to talk about that, I would definitely love her to get on here. That was really, I never forgot that call for her. And Dre, if you want to get on here and talk, sis, go ahead about um, Dana and them if you, if you feel comfortable. You know, her cousin was just murdered the other, no, what, Saturday, Sunday night? It was literally, maybe, yeah, a, maybe like a week crazy. now. So. It's like, these, these, I don't know, these silly, y'all, y'all scream so much about Black Lives Matter and police brutality, but y'all still killing each other. And so I keep like, saying it. Sense. You have and to, you have to like, be careful about the police. Because me, yeah. I'm the type of person, like, listen, y'all, y'all, y'all stupid. Mm-hmm. What, we what, have to what, watch for the police. We have to watch for white supremacists, and we have to watch for each other. You're making yourself look like a statistic. Yep. And then you see these these, these cops come around. You wonder why they racist, and wonder why they so blue and they ignorant. And see, a lot of them and are already conditioned child, like that. So we we yeah we we can't even get on that topic because that's that's literally just how they're trained to be with us, and it don't have nothing to do with how good we are, how obedient we are. That's just how they are trained with us specifically, the black and brown community. That one we want with girls. Right, but then, but then you also got the the, the sister knuckleheads out. Like, look, yeah. look what you're doing. 
you're taking all these black fathers from away from their children. Yeah. And my whole thing with that is how do you how how are the children coping? That's why I keep saying and I hate when they try to put the children in a bubble like, oh, oh, they're just these these bad kids. They they're not bad. You you not you not from you you not from where we from you you don't understand these kids got it every day not sometimes walking to school watch a damn dead body on the ground duck a bullet them fucking cells a lot of these kids got bullet wounds at fucking five and six years old so I don't know child we're just like oh that's right Andrea left yeah um yeah so Samara Samara Hart. Yeah. It, that's just really hard. And it's just like, I don't know how much easy it's going to get when people... And it's just like, I got to the point where I'm just so conditioned to just take everything one day yeah, at a time. Or even up. Yeah. Even up until now, three, three years later, like, Samaria never met. Samaria has disease. Like, I would never imagine I can put my own child on medication. Yeah. School. And they don't want to deal with it. The first thing they ready to do is they, they, they just ready to start a track that's, record. That's what really, mm-hmm. that's what really yeah. And that's why I say a lot of these staff, a lot of these counselors, I'll call them textbook teachers, textbook counselors, textbook everything because they don't have kids themselves. And if they do, they don't raise the kids in the same environments that we raising ours in. Their kids don't mm-hmm. are are not a subject to the brutal truth, honest of what goes on outside of this home. So, so the perfect example of mm-hmm. what just happened was last week. Um, Samir was having a bad day. Mm-hmm. They called me, whatever. So I'm like, well, what's the problem? You need to come pick Samir up. Right. So was wrong. He was fine this morning when I dropped him off. He ain't right. Him up, like, but he's sick. Oh, he just, uh, he just, he just, he just off the rails today. Like he, he just, he won't talk to anybody. He was in the corner. I said, okay, <laughs> leave him alone. <laughs> Yeah, you know, Samir had his resting bitch face on. I'm sorry, his penny resting face. Like, mm-hmm. he, and he wasn't with the shits today. Yeah. He wasn't with the shits today. That's so, why I'm like, just saying, don't, don't get in these fields. They were, they were demanding that I come pick them up because he was having a bad day. <laughs> and they didn't want to do their jobs. And they didn't want to they didn't want to because you know why they want the kids that's gonna come to school and just be quiet. Even if they suffering at home, they want them to be quiet. They they prefer they prefer them. them. They prefer was, the quiet kids. Was, they, but to them, when because they said he was mute, like he wasn't talking or anything, like mm-hmm. he, he had an attitude. He had a like when the face he was making, I was just like, "Boy, you look just like they got Oh my god! I was like, okay, I see what's going on here. Nigga then tapped into him real quick. So Child, he went through his angle, his avatar mode. <laughs> he did. <laughs> People, we are in love with Avatar, so sometimes you might hear us start talking about Aang and Katara and Sakura stuff. Don't don't mind us. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, I just I think we did really good. Um, it was like four other people that said they want to get on here and speak. 
Hey, they didn't join on here. We already we had thirty one minutes already. Well, you know, it's a lot of um. Well, you know, it's a you mm -hmm. know, it's, it's kind of it just because it might be easy for me, and I was still over here getting water work, you know, teared up and shit. That's because, fine. Like, I am still grieving. Mm hmm. I am still. And that's grieving. why I said it's like, fine. I had to accept that. I had to accept that because I don't. And I'm telling you, I just don't cry. I never know you to cry. I swear. Because I, I don't. It's not that. Because I'm telling you. Now, I was the crybaby. But my family always told me, what you crying for? You ain't got no reason to cry. I'm like, damn, you didn't even fucking ask me. Like, and actually care what I was crying for. So I got to the, I got to, I stopped. I honestly stopped crying around eight years old. I never forgot because. It was around the time my grandfather, who picked me up from school every day, he would come all the way from Armour and pick me up from still school in his Cadillac and let me ride all the way down Weekend Hockey Street, girl. I'm telling you, I was eight years old. And when they came to tell me that he had passed away, I, I never cried again. Because I thought they was going to tell me, well, what you crying for? My family has always said to me, well, what are you crying for? You ain't got no reason to cry. I could have literally got stung by, I remember, never forgot, I'm like, I stung my beat dead on my, in my chest, I'm fucking blackjack. And they told me I had no reason to cry. So... I'm conditioned and I hate it and I, and I feel Did like I die. Girl, if I was allergic to this girl game, it's it's swelled up so bad. My grandma had um I never forgot my grandma had poor peroxide on it to get the stinger out because it was the, the, the lump was big as shit on my chest. Like I my mom was at work I never forgot this shit because my mom was working at the airport at the time and I'm literally had to I had to suck my my fucking cry up and I had to walk home with tears coming in my face holding my hand over this lump because they said it was no reason me to cry. And I got in the house, and my grandma was like, why are you sitting over there like that? So I showed her. She said, what the hell? She said, what was that, a was? I'm like, I showed her, showed her what it was. I said, I think it was a blackjack. She went, grabbed the peroxide, poured it on there, and she squeezed. Girl. By then, I was no more crying because I was told not to cry. So I had to suck all my tears and crying up, girl, so she can squeeze this thing out of my motherfucking chest. It was, my chest was so swollen. Girl, she, and then she took some, um, and then she took some cornstarch and she put it on the, on the wound and the next day it went down. You know, that's old, that's old school Southern remedies. Yeah, that's old school remedies. I ain't never, I know spirit gets stung, I know it's still Because we didn't know, they didn't even know if I was a fucking allergic or not. They just told me don't cry. But the shit was swelled up so bad, it, usually that happens with those reactions. So, you know what, Chris? Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes I, I honestly, like, you know, our parents, like, with our upbringing and, like, the way we try to raise our kids, I try to instill some stuff in Samir that my dad instilled in mm -hmm. me because at the end of the day, like, a man raised me. Right. So... I be trying to instill some stuff in Samir through him, but at the right. same time, I'm, I'm just a woman. I can teach him 
as a woman. And that's another so, thing. And, I, and that's crazy. And that's crazy that you say, you know, your family always told you what you were crying for. You yep. have no reason to cry. So that very same day when I thought Samir was acting out and all it really was is he was just there having a bad day, I... I slipped up and told Samir, I said, you're not allowed to have a bad day. Yeah. And I kind of felt bad about it. Yeah. Because I was just like... Anytime I feel like my, my the ways that I was brought like up you, slip out. You're, you're, yeah, you're, you're a carefree kid. Like, you're only child. Yep. From me, you're your only child. So you get anything you want. And I just feel like you're being selfish. So that's why I was like, you don't deserve to have a yeah. bad day. And when he looked at me and I was just like... Okay, let me rephrase. <laughs> and that's what I always say. We have to change how we are conditioned to raise our children because we were conditioned like that. And it's like, we have to change that. We have to change the narrative. We have to let the kids express their emotions and their feelings. Like, I feel like a lot of children who who do have so parents that were murdered. When I asked him mm-hmm. what was wrong, automatically when I asked him what was wrong, he just broke that. He was just like, oh my God, like, here we go. Yeah. Just when you thought you were shushing up just any old old cry, it it was something that actually triggered it. I was like, oh my God, here we go. And he has to grow up like that. that, I was like, I figured, I said, I figured you were going to say that because that's always, always, just always, Always, and I yeah. saw the same thing. Samir, I miss him too, but it's nothing I can do. Right. I wish I could bring him back, but I can't. I don't have that power. Right. I don't even think that exists. This is not like movies. Like we just bring somebody back from the dead. I'm I telling you. Bring a lot of people back. Girl, you and Abu. It's just a lot of stuff. It's just like. Yeah, so I can leave these knuckleheads alone. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have my. Oh my I god. Have my man. <laughs> Mm-mm-mm. And I add on my two children. <laughs> that y'all so want me to have so that y'all want me to have so bad. That's I'm like the new to... norm now. It's like the new norm. Oh, Trina's in here. Hey, Trina. Hey, Hello. <laughs> I, I was watching P Valley. I forgot. Oh Lord. <laughs> I don't see Janae, she ain't got no clothes on, girl. So we're going to go ahead and wrap this episode up. Um, I had to edit a lot out at the end. My sister wasn't really trying to be involved, you know. She didn't want her, she, her exact words was she didn't really know what to say because she herself was already not sure how she's dealing with it. So, um, again, don't forget to tune in every Sunday. I'll be uploading a new episode. Sometimes we go live. Sometimes they'll be pre-recorded and it'll just be uploaded. But don't forget to share 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 listen to the full episode it may help you it may be just a breath of fresh air just you may be going through the same things that my girlfriend are going through or just stuff that like i said i've witnessed and i've seen and i've gone through with relatives of mine so um don't forget you can follow me on social media instagram is underscore underscore the jane doe underscore underscore you can follow me on twitter the same name underscore underscore the jane doe underscore underscore um, you can leave an email at be simply irresistible at iCloud.com. Hey, if you want to add it to a topic, if you want to say anything, you can send it in and we will gladly be able to address it. Have a good one. Peace out. <laughs>